My name is Ty Brady, the owner of Brady Insurance Marketing and the Ty Brady Way. Welcome back to another episode of the Ty Brady Way, episode 76. For a moment, I want to talk about the process that I use to get where I'm at today. And I do this um, hopefully with a little bit of humility. A lot of people see where I'm at today and don't understand exactly what I did or what it took. When I started in the industry 10 years ago, it's quite a bit different than it is today. So I think you guys have heard me talk about how I got in the industry. I told me about this opportunity in the senior market to sell Medicare. But after I made the decision that I was going to sell Medicare and no other type of insurance, because I tried every other leg of insurance, um, the process to me was is I knew I had to have a plan. I, needed, I knew I needed to have a strategy. And what I would do is I would block out two or three days just to work on insurance because I worked the insurance for what I did for insurance for part-time for five years. And I was still able to double my income every year for those first five years, but I had to block out the time. And what I did is I said, okay, where's my opportunity? So I had to do some research. I had to look and say, okay, where can I get the most value for my dollar spent or time, right? So my process was this. I would pick out two or three days and I would literally go to outlining areas and travel and spend days and days and days in hotel rooms. And the reason I did that is for number one, I realized that those outlining areas were not getting hit as hard as other areas, number one. Number two is I knew the only competition I had was maybe an agent that would call him on the phone or maybe a local agent where they sold it here and there. So I knew my competition was very slim, right? And and that's where it gave me an edge because I knew that these outlining areas, no one else was willing to drive three or four hours and sleep in a hotel room for three or four days and go and sell. So I, that gave me an edge. So my process was I would I would order leads, I would go to that area, and I would sell. Now, the other thing I knew is those outlining areas only had Medigap policies or Medicare supplement policies. So I knew my what I had to overcome was the rate that the customer paid and the underwriting. So I knew that if I got in front of a consumer that had a plan, they were willing to talk to me, I knew I could save them money as long as I could get them through health underwriting. And with that, I knew that I could win based on those two things alone. So I had to, I had to have as much information on the front end, where are people not going, and sometimes it was trial and error. I'd pick an area, and it may have been hit really hard, and I was surprised. And I picked another area, and it wasn't hit so hard. So what I would, what I would do is I would double down in that area so that I could, I could get the most out of my dollars and the resources that I had. Because I didn't have every day. I had only a few days. And I would go, and then I realizing that I knew I had the best rate. I didn't care what people choose, so I had to do was compete against underwriting. And then the other thing I did after I would do all these appointments is I would do a debrief and I'd be like, okay, where did I mess up? Where did I go wrong? Where did I miss it? Where did I not listen? Because if I knew I had the best rate, I knew I was valuable as an agent, then why did I not close the deal? And I would go back and talk to my mentor. One of the things that he'd always tell me is like, Ty, you got to smoke out the concern. And I'm like, well, smoke out the concern. And he would say, it's one of these three things. He says, it's either that they don't see the value in, in you, right? It's not, they don't feel the pain, the value, 
there's nothing to change because they're comfortable. They don't like you, so they don't trust you, which means I didn't do very good on the warm-up or, or telling them stories or being relatable. And the last thing is, is the ability to pay. Well, if I knew they were already paying more than what I had to offer, then that wasn't a problem. And the ability to pay has never really been a concern to me because if I create the value, they'll find the money. That's the way I've always looked at it. So that the two concerns I had to overcome when I was selling was would be, okay, do they like me? And do they trust me? And then do I bring value? Those are those are similar, right? Because if they trust me, they're going to know the value and they're going to want to go with me. But if, if I, I literally got through the whole sales process a few times and I'm like, man, okay, so I, I showed them I could save them money. They like me, but they like somebody else a little bit better. That's happened to me two times in my career. They're like, well, I go to church with the lady down the street. She's been my agent for X amount of years, and I'd feel really bad if I switched from her. That's a really hard one to overcome. Even though they liked me, I could, and I was able to save them money, I couldn't overcome the relationship that they'd had with the neighbor for years and years and years. And you know what? In my mind, I'm okay with that. I'll walk and say, you know what? If something changes, your neighbor doesn't take care of you, they can't sell you this product, let me know. But that's only happened two times in my entire career. Most of the time, what I was finding out is I was not spending enough time either on the warm-up or creating enough value. So on the warm-up, it's you have to be genuine. You have to be willing to say, okay, in these rural areas that I would go and work, they were usually home because they either worked for the school district, they were farmers. There wasn't a lot of stuff to do besides be home. So I had to spend a lot of time getting to know them, which I love to do. I got some great stories about a guy that served in Vietnam and how he got left there by himself and how he was behind enemy lines. And his job was to track drug traffickers. That was his job. And I've got stories about people going around in airplanes shooting coyotes for the, the state wildlife. I can go on and on and on about these stories, building these giant dams, what they do for the school district or how they farm. I love getting to know people and what they're about. And then I was able to genuinely talk about me and my family because I'm very passionate about my family. To this day, a lot of those people I sold seven, eight years ago are still my clients. They always call me up and ask me, you know, how's your kids? How's your family? Here's what happens. Agents usually do is they call up on a lead card or they're seeing this appointment and they're like, okay, they want to get down to business. They want to get down to brass tacks. If you get down to brass tacks, you're going to lose them and they're going to tell you something like this. I'm not interested. Why should I change? Well, if you're getting that, you need to go back to the warm-up. There have been many times in a sales presentation or when I'm educating somebody where I went back and said, let's just table this for a minute. Lately, it's been talking about the coronavirus. Did you get your shot or, or how's your family? Have you gone on vacation? Those are great conversations to have because there's a lot of people traveling now. I always say, where do you like to eat around here? They know the local places to eat. So if you get told you're not interested, I tell agents that you need to look at yourself because they're not interested in you meaning they don't trust you, they don't like you for some reason, and they don't feel comfortable. Because people will do business with people they like and trust. Sometimes you can't win them over all the time. Sometimes you can win them over, and then you have the objection, I got, I can't beat the neighbor that's been their neighbor for 10, 20 years. And that's okay. And the last one is money, meaning during the process, if they say they can't afford it, that's on you as well. And why is that on you? Because you didn't create enough value in the product. Because I know that four out of four they still need more. Everybody needs a cancer plan. Everybody needs a hospital indemnity plan. They don't think about if or when they get diagnosed with cancer. They don't think about when they get admitted to the hospital. That's on me to tell those stories because 
insurance about offsetting risk. And if you're selling a service like I do, or you're selling a product, you have to create that value and you'll eliminate those objections and you will win each and every time. Another valuable part of that process is if you're getting roadblocks. Listen to those mentors and those people have done it before you. So many times I get agents where they get these mental blocks and they come back and they say, they're like, well, I just don't know what to do. And I start asking them, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? Well, no. Have you done this? No. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And they're like, no, no, no. They get to a point where they get complacent and comfortable and they forget how they got to where they are today. They forgot, they forget to make, they, they don't want to make phone calls. It's not that they forget, they don't want to make phone calls. They don't want to do the hard things they did before. But if you're not seeing the success and conversion, then you have to create a lot more action on the front end, or you're going to be paying a lot of dollars to make it easier for you. And it's okay. Whether you spend time or dollars, I don't care. Or you're paying to learn, I don't care. But you have to make that choice. But listen to those people, those mentors before you. So in closing right here is remember the sales process. Look at different areas. Look at where you've had success. Look where you don't have competition. And then remember that people need to like you. They need to trust you. You need to create value. And then the people have to have the ability to pay. And you can eliminate all of them. Listen to your mentors. They'll give you some good tips. But be willing to listen. Don't come back and say, I've tried that. I've done that. It doesn't work. It all worked. All the same systems that were here 30, 40 years ago, except for social media and internet, still work. Social media works. All of referral partners work. Trusted advisors work. And if you're not getting the results you want, then do the things that you're not willing to do. Let me repeat that. If you're not getting the results you want, be willing to do the things that you're not willing to do. I appreciate all of you for following the Ty Brady way. Feel free to subscribe, share, give this to people that, that you think may be of service or value to them. And appreciate all you do. Thank you. You can find the Ty Brady Way on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To contact us, please email thetybradyway at gmail.com. The Ty Brady Way was edited and produced by Marlo Belmano. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel. 